0: Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We want to start by personally inviting you to church this Sunday. We have two services, one at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m., and we'd love to see you at either. The service will continue to be available. A live stream as well during that 11 a.m. service. You can find that at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, we're in our theme for this year, Next Steps, and we'll be in Ephesians 4. Of course, we also have during that 11 a.m. service, Korean and Japanese translation. We hope you can be there. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor.
1: Hey, half a day, Chris. Things are a little bit, um, I guess, in in uh, transition, even with our services. And so if you've been listening for a while, you might have noticed some different times and a couple different services, uh, just as a number of things are adjusting. Honestly, uh, just a few weeks ago, our services were so full that we needed some more space with things happening on the island um We also felt like it might be good to spread us out a little bit, So, but we have two services going. There's plenty of uh, space now, and uh, we'd love to have you come at either one. We'll tell you some more, remind you again about that at the end. We are coming back to a little three-week series. This is week number two, where we've been talking about the theme that we have for the year, and so uh, it's a little bit different than some other years. It's just four different words, come Uh, grow serve go so um, we're spending some time in Ephesians chapter 4 describing what the church is about and how we're supposed to operate and what God has called us to as a church and so I think it'll be interesting it'll be helpful for you and we'd invite you to come along well I'm really glad to have uh, Mark Jones with us in the studio today and we're going to get a chance to hear his story and a few things that God is uh, doing in his life so first of all welcome Mark Thank you for having me Mark is a student at UOG at the University of Guam and he's part of our harvest church family and uh, God's been doing some really uh, cool things I think in Mark's life and uh, and then also in in uh, his burdens that Mark has for for ministry and so I'd like to talk about uh, you know a number of different things with him but Mark maybe first of all uh, where are you from tell us a little bit about your background
2: um, okay um, I'm from uh, 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 sorry, I would like to say Casalelia uh, and have a day to everyone. Um, my name is Mark Jones. I um, um, originally originally was born in the United States in Oklahoma. Um, but um, when, when my mom and my dad divorced, we moved back to the island of Pompeii when I was four. And I grew up there uh, most of my life. So I consider myself to be a, a um, citizen of the Federated States of Micronesia. Uh, from Pompeii. Um, Yeah so that's where I grew up in Pompeii.
1: Yeah so uh, we're very familiar of course with the islands here, Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about what life was like for you growing up in Pompeii.
2: Uh, It was uh, was okay. Um, It's kind of challenging as well because um, not everyone looked like me and, um, I was, everyone had straight hair and I had a curly hair growing up. So <laughs> it was kind of hard to blend in and fit in. But, um, luckily our culture is very welcoming and very inviting. So, um, it, it wasn't like a hard, uh, life growing up. It was very, um, it was very normal. Um, but yeah, I, I was able to be welcomed well and, um, growing up was very, very, very good. Very
1: good. Yeah. I'm going to back up to that in a minute, but maybe we'll move a few steps forward and, and ask you about what brought you to Guam.
2: A few years ago, I think it was in 2016, I made a decision to go to China and pursue an education there and further my, um, my college experience. And um, after a year in China, I, I kind of uh, I failed um, my, uh, my studies there. So when I went back to Bombay... Um, Everyone was asking me, when are you going back to school and when are you going to do this? So I really, um, I was ashamed. I was embarrassed because I didn't, um, didn't go out to China and finish my studies that I was supposed to do. So I just made a decision to come to Guam and just get a degree so that I could prove to my family that I did it. I graduated from college. So that's, uh, six months later, um, after I came back to Pompeii, um, after China, I went, uh, Six months, I came here to Guam, and yeah, it's in uh, t- 2018. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's Spring. really amazing the ways that God uses all the experiences of our lives. Right. Even some of the ones that we look back with and feel like a sense of failure with. God was doing something. We're yeah. going to hear that in your story, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So, But right now, you're a student at UOG, right? UOG, yes. Okay, and what are you studying?
2: Uh, I study uh, public administration.
1: okay. How's your experience been at UOG? I mean, you've started off in China University and then came yeah. to UOG. Tell me about that.
2: Yeah, so w- when I came here in twenty eighteen, I was just very focused on school because I already had experience of failure. So when I was here, I my mindset and my my goal was just to to get that degree because <laughs> my family is very um, They really want us to strive and and, and to really we're really hardworking. Uh, a f- we're hardworking family. So. Um, I, I, when I was here in, uh, at UOG, um, it was, it was okay. It, it wasn't too hard. It wasn't, um, like, uh, it wasn't too challenging for me because I already had my goals set in front of me and I already wanted to really pursue my degree and I gave it all. And yeah, I graduated in 2020. <laughs> and,
1: and yeah. you're still here. I mean, COVID has yeah. affected some things, right? So
2: Right, right. So uh, I was supposed to go back to Pompeii in, in like summer, twenty last year, summer, but uh, COVID hit, so I couldn't go back home. So I got stuck here and I said, okay, I'll just apply for a master's and then see where I, where I go from there because um, I, I live at the dormitories. So I didn't, uh, I have family here, but we're not really, um, really that close. So um, I needed a place to stay. So I just apply for a master's so I could stay back at the dormitories and then hopefully wait for a flight. But yeah, now I'm I'm still doing my master's and still going.
1: Yeah. Uh, a master's in what? And uh, how, how long will you be?
2: Uh, public admi- administration, same uh, major, but uh, yeah, I'll be here till uh, next year, fall, if the Lord's willing. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And all of that is part of... God's story in your right. life, right. and we're kind of leading up to that. We'll get get to in a minute, yeah. um, but uh, maybe before I get to that, yeah. uh, you because we're talking about University of Guam and on campus. You've just recently started a Bible study on campus, right?
2: Yes, yeah. I um, started um, three weeks ago, so three Saturdays ago. That's when we started. Um, but b- before that. Um, when, when I started my walk with God, a student came up to me and he asked me, because um, he knew I was, um, I, I there was something that changed in my life. So he was telling me, if, if there is an opportunity for like a Bible study or just anything in general, I, I'm, I'll i be there. So that's when, I think that was in April. And then I tried to brush it off because I, I I'm, I'm not really good at speaking and I get nervous in front of people. But, you know, every day I would wake up and that Bible study was just on my mind. And I said, okay, I have to ask the pastor. I have to ask Jake. And yeah, one thing led to another. It took three months, summer of thinking about it. And I asked uh, you and I asked Pastor Jake and you know, we started last Saturday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Three weeks ago. So you've had three studies yes. now. Um, yeah. You along with a couple of other students, right. uh, a part of that, and you've you've had 15 or 20 people on campus. You got a nice location there. Where do you meet? Right.
2: Uh, we meet in one of the study rooms in, um, in our, uh, at the dormitories. So that's where we host the Bible study.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And I've just been, uh, I know that you're very humble about all of this, Mark, but you and a couple other students, I mean, you, it's really everything you guys have done all of this. It's not led by pastors. It's not led by the church. You've invited people, you got the room, you started the study and God's at work Mm -hmm. on, uh, uh, God's at work on the campus and I can't wait to see what God's going to do with that in, in, in the future. So I'm excited about that. Maybe at the end we'll, we'll give some more details if people are looking for that Bible study where they can, uh, meet you or find out more about it. So let's back up to this piece we kind of been leading up to. I really love your spiritual story, um, and what God did and all the things you've kind of hinted at were, were part of it, but, um, just tell me how you would describe how how you came to know Jesus and what God has done in your life uh, you know most recently
2: yeah uh, most recently
1: yeah tell me yeah. Ju- just what happened with your spiritual story
2: oh. yeah so so basically I was supposed to go back home uh, last year during summer but because um, of the lockdown i ha- I was stuck here so while I was here um, uh, you know the schools was about to start and in fall. And I was just really thinking about like um, my life um, after I think a couple of my friends, uh, close friends started to die. And then like, I I think I started to think about like how life is short. And um, there was a lot of things that were going on that was going on in my mind about like, like God and eternity and stuff. So I met with a friend of mine that goes here to harvest. Uh, and that's when he asked me like, do you think God can forgive you for all your sins? And I would look back on my life and I look at my f- plans for the future and I would tell him, I don't think so. Then he uh, He shared with me a verse in Psalms 103, verse 12, which says, as far as from the east is from the west, so far has he removed your transgressions, uh, our transgressions from us? I remember at that moment, like I really trusted that verse. I really trusted that, you know, God can forgive me. So, Um, at that moment i remember like i really prayed (laughs) like because i used to pray but it it was just praying about like food or like before bedtime and Mm -hmm. that's it but that moment i i really asked god i said okay i'm going to do something different in my life i'm going to follow you but um i didn't really get what um what christ's work was so after that day, I, I, I bought a Bible for the first time and I was just looking at a lot of commentaries on on Google, on YouTube or anything. I, I found like a lot of Paul Washer. I know I shared with you him and John MacArthur and some other people. Um, and then I I got in contact with Roland. Got me in contact with one of the pastors here.
1: Let me back up with that part
2: of it because I think that's a cool part of it.
1: Roland was the friend that oh, yeah. you that you reached out to in it was, sort of the your questioning
2: time, right? Yeah, it was Roland and Chester. Okay, they Roland, were the ones. Roland and yeah. Chester. Yeah.
1: And you had told me at one time there was a connection with that that was sort of a God thing just a few months before, wasn't that? Uh, were you Were you met Roland again or?
2: Yes, so uh, it was a year before that, um, he invited us Bombay students from UOG to come do a basketball. Um, and then when we came, he said, can we do a devotion? I mean, like a, like a devotion. I sa- we said, yes, we're, we're all children of God, right? We all go to church, we all pray. And then he shared something to us about, like, life after death. And if we were to die right now, do we know where we, we will be at? And I remember all of us were just, like, <laughs> looking around and we were all nervous and we we're all scared um so yeah i guess that's one of the reasons why i reached out to him because i knew roland when we were growing up in high school so
1: you'd known him from pompeii right right right
2: so just to see the change in his life um i guess that was one of the reasons why i reached out to him because i knew he was following uh following god and he was living a life that i never lived so that's why i reached out to him
1: well i love that piece of it um because all of these different links are the ways that god directs our lives and right. he'd been preparing you for that even with the different people that he brought into your life and i also love the part on roland's part where you know he had been faithful uh even you know a year prior he didn't know what god was going to be doing in your life but just right. an invitation to to play basketball and to continue a friendship you know at least a mm-hmm. connection that you've had since you were in high school but when God began doing this work, which really, there wasn't anybody else involved at the time, right? Because it was right. just you. You weren't going to church. No, I wasn't. You were kind of li- locked down in your right. dorm room. Yeah, <laughs> just was, you
2: and God, right? Right. It was just basically me and my room and my a Bible and other common like preachers that I used to listen to a lot. So all of it was just very confusing for me because one would say this and that. And, um, you know, I was, I needed help. So I I messaged Roland and he got me in contact with. I think he wanted me to meet Don, but then um, you know his passing, um, he he let me know about that. So I was thinking like, God, do you do you not have a place for me because we were supposed to meet? And I remember um, reading Romans and um, and there was a, another video that was just asking me like. Have you trusted in Jesus? And I, I remember just saying, like, in my mind, yes, I I, I know he died for, for the sins of the whole world, but I didn't really understand it. And he kept on going about, like, the power of the cross and and the power that, you know, um, of what Jesus did for, for me. And I remember that was the moment where I, 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 I opened up. Like, I really trusted in Jesus alone, and I, I really gave my life to him. And then, yeah, after that, while I was going back to the old church, I I still was telling them, like, I would, my trust is in Christ alone and in not in any of my works. Uh, so that's how I, I left the other church, and I came and met you here at uh, Harvest.
1: Well, you yeah. and I had been talking for some months even before that. In fact, I yeah. think the first time that we met, uh, was on zoom, right? We yeah. had, we had, cause you were locked down. You weren't yeah. supposed to be leaving campus right. <laughs> and it, Roland had introduced us and just asked if we can get some time to talk. And right. so I remember, um, uh, not zoom, mm. but Facebook, you yeah. know, uh, messenger or something, but we talked several times and what I can remember from that Mark was just, it was clear that God was doing a work in your life and it really was just you and god and the mm. holy spirit mm. um and you were br- really serious about your bible study right and you did have a lot of questions right and uh you know i, I just tried to keep pushing you back to the bible right, right? right. there's a lot of voices out there True. um so let's just keep going back to the bible but you were doing that and the holy spirit was really directing your life it was pretty cool to watch you know we probably mm. touch base every it was once a month. Right? Once a month for yeah. a while, right? Right. And, uh, and it, and it kind of that changed, you know, yeah. kind of where you're at along the way, right. but it was very evident to me that God was at work, um, which is really cool now to look back on that and yeah, right. see, <laughs> I mean, he was just, the Holy Spirit was doing what he's supposed to do, right? He right. was, he was pointing you and he was illuminating, right? That means just opening up the scriptures and helping you to understand truth. True. Um, and, uh. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting for me even thinking back on what God was doing during during that time. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about before that. So you talked about it, you know, a year or so ago, well, maybe almost year and a half ago when you really started having these real spiritual thoughts. Yeah. Tell me about your life before that. Um Let's—I mean, not not the whole thing, but yeah. let's say the the years that you were here at UOG before that period where you really, you know, God, you know, really began to speak to you. Um, did you did you think much about spiritual things during that time? I mean, I think you would have said you'd have yeah. thought you were a Christian, right? Because right. you just you grew up and you believed yeah. in God.
2: Yeah. So, um, of, of course, in, being an, a a person from Pompeii, uh, we all everyone goes to church and everyone. Um, believes that there is a God and we all believe that Jesus was really walking. But I guess the reason why I started to think, you know, spiritual things was because I would look back on my, my, the decisions that I've made and when I would look at, you know, other people that are walking with God, I noticed that there was a difference. Um, I noticed that they were walking, you know, uh, they were living, you know, a, a life that I wasn't living. And they they loved the Lord, and then they wanted to walk with Him. But my my direction was not you know, because uh, when I was in high school, um, I went to a, the CCA, the Cal- Calvary Baptist Church, uh, Calvary Christian Academy, I, a, academy right? Calvary yeah. Christian Academy. So I think that was the the four years that I was there. They really really showed me what it is to live like a, like a holy life and live a life where you have a relationship with God, but after I got out, you know, I was, you know, in college, and I was, was, yeah, you know, I'm still young, but (laughs) I was in college, and uh, every time I would look back on, you know, my high school years, and I think about my teachers and my other friends that have changed, that God has changed their lives, and I noticed, like, I don't know if I were to die today um, that I would be in heaven, even though I grew up in a uh, quote-unquote Christian family and, and being a Protestant and believing that there's a God, being a person that prays at night, being a person that prays, you know, for food and stuff. Uh, I really thought, like, I, I didn't know where I would end up. So I guess that's what started my whole search for, uh, for God and truth.
1: You mentioned a couple different times. In fact, even the reference that uh, Roland had brought to you uh, out of Psalms if i remember right as far as the east is removed is that the one right. from, so, from the west so far god has removed our yes. transgressions from us yes did you feel like before that that you were dealing with a lot of guilt
2: yeah i it, it was a lot of guilt um cuz there was a lot of decisions that i made that um um because i always thought that i was a good enough person i mean, I, I was very, i was a very respectful person everything mm-hmm. my mom and my my mom would want me to do i would try to do it the best that i could but but something happened in my life that uh, there was responsibilities that were that I should have took uh, taken care of, um, that I didn't want to. So um, that's what started me thinking that maybe I'm not really a good person. <laughs> so I, I thought that being a good person would lead someone to heaven. so I guess that's what started it. But then, going on in my walk, I realized that's completely not what the Bible says. So, yeah, that's when I found Christ.
1: Yeah. Well, your story is not that much different than a lot of people, which is why I'm asking you some of the questions that I am. Mm. Um, it's not unusual for people around the world, but especially here on island and around the Micronesian islands mm. to, uh, you know, because m- most people are religious right. and it doesn't matter if they're Catholic or Protestant or whatever, mm. they're religious, they believe in God. Um, and maybe even have you know, felt like in their life they've tried to talk with God, but there has been a, a like you described, just a genuine lack of a, a genuine relationship with right. God, and they could in they could see it in sort of the ways that you're describing. My life was different than this other person that was just had this genuine relationship mm-hmm. with God, and mm-hmm. um, so I'm asking you about that because I think y- your story connects with a lot of people. So thanks for being willing mm-hmm. to share that. Yeah. Um if you were to say what the biggest changes are for you after you genuinely put your faith in Jesus what would you say those would be
2: Uh I guess the biggest change is just uh you know my now I know what true faith is you know faith uh, like really trusting in someone else and not trusting in myself mm-hmm. and my you know being a, a good kid growing up or being a respectful person or someone who always looks after the well-being of others. I don't trust in those. Um, now I trust in Jesus alone mm. as, as my Savior. So that's, it, it really does take a lot of weight off of me to know that though I, I'm not perfect, um, I can still trust that Jesus, that the work is finished. So that's the biggest change uh, for me. And I do get a lot of joy thinking about that. Yeah,
1: that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to watch how God is uh, changing you and he's growing you and you're hungry for truth and hungry to be used of God and you can see it, you know, in so many ways. Um, let's go back just for a minute to this to this Bible study on campus. Tell me again where it is. Um, let's say somebody who's listening, they're they like, hey, I'd like, you know, I'm college age, I go to UG, UGCC mm-hmm. or something else, and I'd be interested in being a part of this. Can they
2: connect with you or... Yeah. Yeah, so um, the Bible study is at um, Dorm Two at uh, the uh, UOG residence halls. Um, Sadly, it's only for dorm students because we're we're still locked down. Even to UOG students, we're locked from them as well. Uh, It's it's at Dorm Two, um, the study hall, and that's where we have every Saturday at seven thirty to eight thirty.
1: Okay. Well, I guess people uh, would not be able to meet with you on campus because of some of those restrictions. But there's also a college group of students meeting on campus on uh, at here at Harvest on Wednesday nights. Is that right?
2: Right, right. So it's a, it's a Bible study for college-age students. Uh, and uh, Pastor Jake is the one that is leading uh, the Bible study here at um, Harvest, the hub. And it's at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m.
1: Okay, yeah. so that's a, the coffee shop that's on campus, and that would be open to anybody. In fact, we'd invite somebody that's listening, or if you have a friend, you'd say, hey, this would be awesome for you to be a part of that. And you can call the church and, and get information about that, but it is meeting at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Hey, Mark, thanks for being willing to come in and, and share what God's doing in your life. I'm praying for you. I'm thankful for what God's doing and believe that God's going to continue to bless you as you walk with him.
2: Yeah. Thank you for having me here.
0: And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. We wanna personally invite you again to one of our services this week at Harvest Baptist Church. We have them at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And we'd love to see you at either. The service is also available via live stream. that 11 a.m. service. You can find that at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And we do have Japanese and Korean translation available at the 11 a.m. service. This week, next steps from Ephesians 4. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.